Welcome everybody, Tulsa Music Stream, and today's episode is a special episode, it's like a lunch special, <laughs> you know, if you're hungry and you want to sit down and watch an interview with Doug, then here we are Absolutely, Tulsa Music Stream. How's everybody doing? Yep, good day to you. We're super excited to be joined by Doug Aldrich of the Dead Daisies. Uh, his His resume is stellar. We did receive late notification just a little bit ago that unfortunately Glenn Hughes is not available to join us today, but we are equally excited to talk to Doug Aldrich. He is already in the room waiting for us, so I'm going to bring him on screen. Good morning, Doug. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me, and sorry Glenn couldn't be here. It's no problem. Is he? We hope everything's okay. We don't need any, any scoop or details. Just hope he's doing all right. He's just feeling a bit under the weather and okay. uh, just needs to, to rest his voice a little bit. Um, Absolutely. So, but uh, he, he will be, he'll be back on his feet in no time. Okay, that's great. Now, you guys are supposed to play a show tonight in Nashville. Is that correct? Yes. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen tonight. Okay. He's under doctor's orders to rest today. Okay. But uh, these, things, these things happen. You know, you have to navigate around them, and, um, but he's, he's going to be fine. Okay, that's really good news. That was definitely the first order of business we wanted to, to, to talk to you about. But let's get right into this new album. I'm going to put the cover up for everybody. This is you guys' new album called Radiance. And the release date yes. on this is September 30th. So it's just a couple weeks away. You can get your hands on this. We need everybody watching to make sure you go out and pre-order your copy. And you can get that at, at thedeaddaisies.com slash radiance dash album we need everybody to, to pick that up doug yeah. i can tell you man i've uh, i've heard three songs off that album so far shine on radiance and face your fears which is your newest video it yeah. is a wall of sound that caves your head in and that's how scott and i <laughs> like our rock and roll on this show so right. like, do you mind kind of walking us through the process of of the creation and the recording of this album and also how it was to work with uh, your producer, Ben Gross, for a second time on this album. Oh yeah, of course. Well, Ben's, uh, Ben's amazing. He's, um, he's a big part of, he, definitely a big part of the sound. He, he crafts, he crafted the sound that, that was in his head. Um, but uh, it started off in, you know, we had done the last album, Holy Ground in 2019 and uh it was ready to come out in 20 and then we had to stop obviously and so once we realized that we were going to be out of commission for basically the whole year glenn and i started to um glenn said hey i've got a few ideas if you want to we could get together and write and and um so we kind of you know he was the only person i saw during during the lockdowns in 2020 but we we we, we put together um about 10 songs, really good demos. And, um, and then we, you know, we were still trying to technically promoting Holy Ground, which was getting ready to come out in December of 2020. Right. Th then we pushed that to January. So we put those songs on hold and then we started to promote Holy Ground. And we started touring, did a couple runs in the US and a run in, in, uh, in the UK. And then finally, we were going to go start in Europe this year around February, and that got pushed back. So okay. then we decided, okay, what should we do? We decided, let's go, let's go make a record. Mm -hmm. And we already had a good start. So we went, we recorded six more songs, and then um, uh, 
picked, I think, 12 to go in the studio. Mm -hmm. And uh, along with Ben, we picked those 12 and started recording. And we got Brian Tishy back. Right. Made the songs even better than they were. Mm -hmm. he, basically, Brian Tishy makes everything better when he plays on it. I mean, sure. he's just an amazingly talented musician, drummer, guitar player. And, um, you know, I went through, I played my normal way, but Ben definitely had me come in and put some heavier guitars on as well as David. Um, he wanted to make sure he had some flavors that was in his head. Right. That's, that's how he is. He's like, he's like a Martin Scorsese type of guy where he's got this vision in his head or sound in his head. Mm -hmm. And he wants to make sure he's got it covered for when he goes to mix it, he can crank up those heavy guitars or whatever. So it, it's a big sound. Yeah, yeah. it's huge. It, and it's amazing how the transition, you know, when Glenn came in the band and I don't know how many songs he brought to the table, I'm sure quite a few, but tell us how, how, the, how the songwriting changed from, you know, the last two albums, from, you know, from the rest, um, have changed. You know, it's kind of, kind of a little heavier sound, but it's. I mean, Glenn is just kicking ass on yeah. it, and it's just phenomenal. Yeah. Well, um, when so originally before Glenn, we would sit down together and just write together. We would, we would all grab guitars, and we wouldn't bring anything finished in because it really was, we were working with a different producer, and it was a different, a different process. Um, when Glenn got in the band. Glenn f rang me up and said, I've got a few ideas I want to present. And I knew right away that um, he was going to be presenting like kind of finished riffs or finished ideas. So I started to, at that point, um, start to write for, for what would, I could present to Glenn, you know, mm -hmm. on the other hand. And that's what I would do with anybody, with David Coverdale or, or Glenn or Dio. I would write something and say, give it to him. And, for their consideration, not saying like, Hey, this is going to be a song. It's like, if you like this, we'll work on it. Sure. So that's how I would approach it. Uh, and then with Glenn, the ideas that Glenn had, he, um, I helped him arrange things and I get to put my stamp on it. Um, in the end on radiance, it's, it's pretty much, um, between he and I and David Lowy, it's pretty, pretty much equal. We all yeah. brought stuff to the table. David brought in, um, Shine On, the original riff for Shine On, and then Glenn and I finished that, right. as well as a, a song called Born to Fly, which you haven't heard yet, but it's really cool. Um, Glenn brought in a couple that you that you would definitely know as Glenn when you hear the album, a song called um, Cascade is classic Glenn. Mm -hmm. And the riff of, of Radiance, which you've heard, is classic Glenn. And then um, I came up with the chorus chords for that. And uh, I think lyrically, it's just a really positive album. Um, yeah. Glenn wrote all the lyrics, yeah, basically. So that's pretty much it. It's a it's a team effort, but we always start with somebody's idea. So was it kind of a I don't know a breath of fresh air um, when Glenn came into the fold? Because I mean, I've, there's you know a huge lineup, and you've been in the band the longest, it seems, uh, than probably everyone. Um, I guess but, I'm like the, the senior member now. <laughs> you need to get like a discount card That's or something, right. senior discount. And, and we all know that in band years, it's like dog years. <laughs> Every year is like seven. Yeah, true. But um, you know, it's um, you know, it seems like there's just a new. It's like new blood. You know, even though he's bringing some of his, uh, I guess he's 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 a. a 
professional guy for quite a while too so he's bringing some of that old school stuff in there but it's just it just seems new it seems like a fresh of uh breath you know a new air fresh for me, fresh, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah fresh air yeah 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 well it's anytime you change a singer you're gonna have a major turn and um that was that was one of the things that was a, in my opinion a really interesting and cool thing is getting glenn in because he he basically was completely a different sort of musician than John Karabi. Mm-hmm, John yeah. was great. John does his thing. He's amazing. He's a great front man, a great singer. Glenn's just a, a whole different kind of guy and, and, and an amazing bass player as well. So when Glenn came in, of course, the sound's going to change and the opportunities for certain songs open up. And uh, I was really excited about it. So with the Dead Daisies people, you know, some people, of course, always are going to miss somebody if they leave. Right. But then you you got other people that go, oh, I'm really excited to hear this with, with Glenn or or whatever. So, you know, I mean, that's the way that David Lowy started this thing. It was to, to be a like a like a, a roundabout, like a, 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 a situation where you can jump on, play some music, create with the band and you can jump off like Brian Tishy did. He jumped out for a couple of years and then now he's back. And um, with regard to Glenn. Now he's the third. Yeah, he's the third lead singer. So this is kind of like Dead Daisies Mark Three, you know. That was one of my next questions, and it's probably different in every case. But I mean, again, I, I, I'm just curious about this. When someone does step out of the band, I'm I'm guessing that it's typically by their choice. It's not that the rest of you have decided that you've gotten as far as you can with that individual, and you want to take it in a different direction. Am I right about that? Yeah, it's always, you know, it, this is a family. I mean, we are all, we're all friends before anything else here. I've known Glenn for over 20 years, probably. And, um, you know, I love him like a big brother. Uh, I love John Karabi as well. I mean, it was just, I think, um, in that situation, John wanted to focus on his solo stuff and he wanted to take a break. And he had a, an album he wanted to promote. Same thing with Marco. So we were going to take a break and then we decided, well, let's just, you know, see who's available. And Glenn stepped up. Um, they he met with the guys, and 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 here we are, three years. Glenn's been in the band three years now, so yeah. it's amazing. It's pretty good. I, I, yeah. saw, I saw the Dead Daisies uh, with on the Kiss uh, Def Leppard tour. I believe that's oh, right. Okay, that was bef- before my time. Yeah, that's before your time. So I was wondering, um, are there any hopes for uh, getting on a some sort of a major tour? Um, Coming up, I know I heard that Motley and Def Leppard are looking to do another world tour, so that might be something that would be cool to get onto. That would be cool. I I don't know. Um, at this point, we have um, we're in the middle of our U.S. run, and we're really excited to be to be doing this. We've got um, there's the dates right there. So we're we're going to wrap up this, and we're going to have a little time off. Uh, of course, we're always individually working on music or you know playing and naturally leads to to sometimes composing together or whatever but then we uh at the moment we have a british tour in beginning of december i believe mm-hmm. for three weeks and that's what we got for this year next year we haven't really figured out what we're, what we're doing yet but yeah it would be awesome to be on a tour with with uh, yeah. one of those bands 
I hope you don't mind us kind of getting a little bit into the weeds on just the um, musical gear side of things and recording because he and I are, are musicians. Our other co-host who can't be with us today also is. When I when I heard those first just those first guitar chunks uh, on this recording, it is truly a wall of sound. And I've done a little recording myself. I know that a lot of times to to have that kind of sound, you're building layer upon layer of, of guitar tracks. With uh, you know, some will have distinctly different EQ settings. Do you remember it all in your mind? How many layers of guitars w- went down, or is this just more? more of a, a, a case of you guys are just using incredible amps uh, and you don't really have to layer layer it up all that much. No, it is layered. You've got a great ear. Um, and, and it's cool that you went in the weeds. Right on. We have a weed whacker available so we can handle it. But, um, <laughs> uh, but no, it, it, it's, uh, I would say our general plan was to do one guitar each. That's what we did when we were tracking. We would um, we'd go and we'd have the arrangement. We'd get in the control room. We'd kind of play through it on acoustics and get comfortable with the arrangement. Mm-hmm. Make whatever changes we wanted to make there. Then we'd get in the room with Brian, and all four of us would play through the song, and he would start to dial in his parts. He was very he's very musical. Where he would go like, you know, I want. What do you guys hear? Do you hear like an open hi hat? quarter notes or do you hear a, a bell eighth notes or and and then he of course instinctively knows what to do he, he would say hey this if you guys want to make that riff heavier i can play it like this and it's like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's cool yeah awesome. so so it's like it's so that's one factor brian would make things heavier glenn's during the time when glenn and i were um were doing demos i i had a little plug-in on my pro tools a Sansamp plugin, which is like a distortion thing, and I, just being lazy, he wanted to get a little more of an amp sound, so I just stuck that plugin on there, and I found a setting. Mm-hmm. He really lo- he loved it, and so <laughs> that's what we used on the album. And wow! So his bass is his bass has got a like a heavily overdriven kind of tubey sound. You can yeah. hear it on Radiance. Not every song has it as much, but uh, and then it was going to be one guitar each for me and David, and at as we're playing through the song, we would all start to hone in on our part. So that would be that, and then we'd go in and fix those parts so that they were, you know, if there was a mistake or somebody hit a wrong chord or somebody was rushing a part, we'd go fix that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, then Ben wanted me to um, to double my parts just so he had it, yeah. even though, because uh, sometimes I think he would be like, okay, in some songs I'm gonna have you and David split on other songs, I want to have David in the middle, kind of right. up higher, and have you on the outside for support. I don't really know exactly. I need to really listen with because uh, I I've just been listening to the album as as like okay. fresh, like I got away from it. And I can sure. just relax and enjoy it. But then he would also Ben would have me come in or David and play through, uh, and we use I use my Marshalls. Um, David had Freeman BE one hundreds that he used. We had some plugins that were really effective, but then Ben has this one Marshall that he loves, and he he he, he would be like, "I need you to come in. I need you for two hours to come in and play a couple spits on the on the, the crazy Marshall." Mm-hmm. And this Marshall is just very punchy and alive sounding, and and then he'd ha- he'd say, "I need a top line. I need you to just you know come up with something, you know maybe I might do a high octave thing or something, just right. ear like ear candy stuff." Sure, but the major. The majority of the sound is probably, you know, 
three or four guitar tracks and Glenn's bass, and that's the wall. That's that's awesome, and that's what's so funny about you know sometimes you just do a track by itself, and you're thinking that doesn't sound any good, but then once you stick it with those other tracks, that's what builds the wall, and yeah. it's just an amazing guitar tone. Go ahead, Scott. Oh, okay. um, thank you. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing, amazing sound, and and actually, you know, after doing a lot of research, um, you know, on you and of course Glenn. Um, you know, I saw like a YouTube video of you just kind of going in detail about all of your pedals, you know, yeah. your amps and everything you use, all your guitars. Uh, you have one, I guess, uh, a, a dog bite bit into or something. It's really <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. But it was a yeah. very interesting. Uh, we watched all that and it was really cool to, for you to kind of break all that down. But um, I wanted to kind of, you know, you, you've, you've worked with so many amazing singers and we're going back from Ronnie James Dio uh, I mean, John Karabi and, and then, you know, David Coverdale. And, you know, recently he's had to, um, uh, I, I don't know if get out, get out, retire. Or I don't know what's going on. He, I know we just got tickets to the Scorpions and mm-hmm. Whitesnake uh, tour. And I'm not sure, I guess, that Whitesnake's not going to be there. Right. I don't know. Did, did you kind of feel like this was kind of coming a little bit uh, for him or? Um, no, I was really, I was really shocked to you know we 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 text a lot over the the past couple years we always text and just check in say hi and birthdays and stuff and um he heard that we had gotten covid on on tour in the summer and he texted me and said you know hope hope you guys are going to be okay and Mm -hmm. we started texting and stuff and and all of a sudden he he said i'm i'm feeling he didn't get covid he had a, a nasal infection that was really bad and he had to he had to kind of cut the tour short and that's why i think i know it's not my place to say really but sure i think that's why he wanted to just he wants david coverdale always wants to give a thousand percent right and same with same with glenn if they're not going to do it a thousand percent then it's not worth doing that's Mm -hmm. how these guys are and and that's how ronnie was too that's the quality of these musicians or singers they're not going to do something half-assed they they don't need to do it they don't need the money they want to put on a great show so I think David will be back. I hope so. Um, he, I think he's in, in good health now. I think he's um, all good, but I think that, you know, he wants to regroup and, and pick it back up and maybe next year is what I'm hoping. Cause you know, he's a legend and, and if he's going to retire, he deserves the opportunity to go around the world and, and say goodbye to everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it sucks that you're doing, you're kind of doing a farewell and, and you can't even do your farewell yeah. you know, at this point. But, you know, yeah. we, we surely hope that he he's, gets healthy and, and back out there and, and everything. But, I, you know, I wanted to, I heard that you actually tried out um, with Kiss. Kiss is one of my favorite bands. Well, actually, they are my favorite band. So I was <laughs> actually surprised to know that you were in there, you know, uh, doing the auditions. Um, to replace Ace Freely, and I think that's just a remarkable story. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty funny. I mean, as a young, I mean, as a young rocker, that had to be just just mind blowing for you. <laughs> it was. Um, it's very surreal that that whole thing because I, you know, I basically moved to California to go to college, and I told my parents I was going to go to Santa Monica College, which is a Turns out it's a really, a lot of musicians have come out of there, but I, I wasn't ready to go back to school after my 
after graduating high school, I stepped in one foot in and I looked around and I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so my parents said, okay, well, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to pay for you to be there. So you're going to have to get a job and figure it out, you know? And so I got a job working in a music store and, and immediately there's a, a newspaper that had uh, musicians looking for other musicians. And I joined this group of guys and we started immediately writing songs and also doing some covers. We started playing in, in Hollywood and um, a girl said that uh, her boyfriend was the drummer of Kiss and that they were looking for a guitar player. I was like, oh, cool. And she was like, I think you'd be really good for that. And I, I said, really? I, I didn't know if I believed her. Right. But then a couple, <laughs> weeks, couple, couple weeks later, we were playing and Eric Carr came. And I was... I wouldn't have known it was him except the hair. You could see he, yeah. he had that big hair. Big. And, I, <laughs> and he said, um, you know, why don't you give me your number? I said, well, I don't have a phone, but you can call my store where I'm working. So he called me one Saturday and um, said, I want you to come down to the record plant, which was a famous studio back in the 70s, 80s. And, uh, and I said, I want you to meet Paul and Gene. And I went down there and they they put on some tracks they were recording creatures of the night and they put on some tracks and i played over them kind of just as an audition that and then gene wrote down some songs for me to learn can you have these ready by monday and i was like yeah sure so i learned the songs and i went to the rehearsal room and it was insane sky it was wow like i mean it was like a full it was like an airport hangar and a full <laughs> back line and i had myself eight four Marshall stacks I, had, I only owned one cabinet at the time I had one one Marshall cabinet and here I was playing through eight cabinets all cranked <laughs> wow and and I'm just jamming with the guys and it was you know it was weird because it, it wasn't I never nobody had ever seen these guys without their makeup so I felt a little mm. guilty about that but um, <laughs> I, I ended up leaving and they called me back and said hey we want you to come back again and I, that's when I started to go whoa this is like serious yeah your heart and, started um, going started beating quickly within it <laughs> yeah and so i at that time by that time um i my car had broken down my buddy had to drive me and um we went back, back to play with them again and i think at that point they could tell that i was just too young i mean they were looking for a kind of a a tech a little bit a guy a little bit more technical i mean ace freely is an amazing musician and amazing guitar player and one of the greats he was kind of coming from the jimmy page school right and i think they wanted they wanted to update that a little bit so that's the kind of guitar player they were looking for but i was just too young i mean these guys were giant rock stars dating at famous actresses and mm -hmm. right flying private private jets and i'm like this kid i mean I just couldn't relate to them when we were, when we we're playing, it was fine, but like sitting down talking, I couldn't, it was just awkward. And I, I knew it was, but you know, I just was, had to be myself. You know, so what's later, so, what's so interesting is how, you know, in today's world we have, you know, all means of communication. We have, you know, emails and text messages and Facebooks and all this, you know, social media to where you can get the word out that these guys are auditioning and, and, and somehow you were just in the right place at the right time. You know, I, I suppose, yeah. you know, how, how you got that word because, because I mean, most musicians, they wouldn't even know that there was an audition and then suddenly you see Vinnie Vincent in makeup or whatever, you know, 
and they're like, yeah, "Whoa, they replaced Ace Freely." So it's exactly. it's just interesting it's so how weird. you got all that information. Yeah, it's it, it was a, it was a simple time back then, and it was really. I mean, of course, we have amazing technology now, and it's it's awesome. I mean, I'm not complaining at all, but I do. I you know, it was kind of magic, you know, where, like you say, I'd get a a girl saying, "Hey, I want. I think you should um, audition for Kiss," and not thinking anything of it, and then two weeks go by, and then then the drummer comes, and then another right. week goes by, and he call, calls, and then another week goes by, and it's like you never know what's going to happen and mm-hmm. I didn't really think about it but in the end um, Eric was really sweet he called me back he goes look we really loved your playing we think you've got a lot of potential um, mm-hmm. but we, we need somebody that's got more experience and I totally I felt the same way I mean I yeah. I think it was the best thing I think the worst thing that could happen is for them to give me the gig and have me not be able to handle it you know this gave me an opportunity to go like Okay, well, I'm doing something right, so I better start sure. yeah. kick, kick, kicking up my game a little bit and trying to get better and take it more serious. And yeah, and gave you something to build on, didn't it? For sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and you did just fine on your own without the Kiss gig. So, uh, well, I've been very, very lucky. I mean, to say <laughs> that I've worked with guys like John Krabi and and David Coverdale and Ronnie James Dio. Even before that, I worked with Kelly Hansen, who's a, a powerhouse. Right. Um, I, I've just had incredible luck with singers. I yeah. don't know how that yes. happens. Plus, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly's a good cook, too. Yeah, I'll keep you fed. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly's a great guy. We did, some, we did some dates with Foreigner this summer, and he just hasn't changed a bit. Wow. He just, you know, we'd, we'd, be, we'd become, you know, the, they were headline, of course, and we were supporting them on some German dates. And big audiences, really, really great. And um, we'd come walking up, you know, to the backstage area, and there'd, there'd be Kelly leaning out the window saying, "Go home! We don't <laughs> want you here. Go home!" <laughs> just, yeah, he's just hilarious, you know. Okay, I gotta uh, ask. But, can I ask yeah. you another guitar question? I don't. I know we can't keep you super long, so I'm, I'm trying to just tear through everything as fast hey, as I can. What? What's that? I can't. I can't cut you guys off, man. We're in the weeds together. Heck yes. <laughs> well, we're 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 gonna stay in the weeds with this one. I hope I don't lose any viewers on this, but I I have to ask. So I've analyzed your playing, Doug, and um, you shred. I'm sure I know you use your pinky some, but it seems like the bulk of your shredding comes from your first three fingers. And I just kind of want to uh, know, like, wh- was that? Is it just more comfortable to do it that way, or is that how you how you were taught, or just just how it feels right? Um, it's it's basically because the majority of my power is between those three fingers, right? Uh, right. And, but then, to, in order to get a stretch, like, yeah, I got a guitar right here. There you go. Oh, there you nice. Go. Um, in, in order to get a stretch, so like if you're. Yeah. I don't think you can hear that. Put it in. <laughs> Hang on. I don't have time. a pick. <laughs> You're okay. But, I, but I'll show you. So basically, wait a minute. So basically, if, if you're doing like, there you, you go. You can't see that. Here, here we go. Now there you, you are. can see. Okay. So. So there, there you got those three fingers. But if you want to do that, then you got to have that pinky. 
Right. Right. So that's basically it. And like for some really big stretches. So it's wow. like that kind of thing. So uh, that just, but, you know. Yeah, the I mean, of the, the majority of the work, the work, for, the workforce is these three, but then this sure. guy comes in to uh, add a little bit stretch when you want to throw in a high note or something. Oh, I think I need to rethink my playing then because I, I've I've actually learned a lot. Uh, just I've done a whole bunch of uh, research the last few days on you and watched a lot of a lot of uh, older videos, and um, I noticed that I thought, wow, you know, because some guys you'll you'll see them use their pinky a little bit more than you do. And uh, I, I swear, dude, you shred faster with your first primary uh, three fingers than a lot of guys do with four. And it's just really, I just wanted to talk well, I, about that with you. <laughs> that's cool. You know, now, now when I, on this new Dead Daisy, I'm, I'm trying to play more melodic, more for the song. Like, for example, the, the title track, Radiance, it's a really hypnotic riff, heavy, super heavy riff. And, and it's got this melodic chorus. So when it came to the solo section, which is basically over the verse, it didn't feel like it could take any fire shred. You know, it, sure. it, it felt like it needed to be, um, you know, fit the song basically. Absolutely. So that's so that's what I'm trying to do, and and um, less is more on this album, I yes. think overall. So uh, that's there is some fire. There was a couple of times when I told Ben, I go, you know, I go, he. He'd be like, I love it. I love that solo. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool, but it's missing. Like, I mean, I got to put, it just, it's a little bit, like, I got to put some fire in there, man, a little bit. Go, <laughs> and he would be like, I, he'd go, what do you think? And I go, well, I, I think I should just come in and come in blazing and start off with some fire and then build it from there into a, into a melody. Yeah. And he, he, he would go, I, he'd go, go, give it a shot. So I would do it and he, I go, what do you think? He'd be like, Man, I'm okay with that. I I, I like how it was, but I'm always used to. And then I would go. Well, let me try it the other way. Let me try coming in with the melody, and then uh, at the end, I'll 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 put some some mm -hmm. fire in there. And, and, he, and then I'd say, "What do you think?" He'd be like, "That to me works better." So that's what I that's what I did. You know, I basically worked together with him. And there was one song um, that people will hear later. It's not on the album, but it's called "Let It Set You Free," mm -hmm. and it's a song that. Um, that Glenn brought. It's a really beautiful song, and then I I wrote a solo melody that was uh, that Glenn. He was concerned. He was like, "Doug, you know, you gotta you gotta stay melodic on this." And I go, "Don't worry, I know what to do. The song speaks for itself." So I I worked up this really cool melody, and Glenn loved it. And we it was a demo, and then we it was a, put it in the back burner during all last year. And we came to give Ben the demos for the new songs. He goes, man, I really love that solo, but I think there's an opportunity for you to go even further with mm -hmm. that melody. And I'm like, wow. I don't hear any, I can't hear anything else. It's mm -hmm. in my head like that. Yeah. And he really pushed me. He's like, this is your opportunity to do like a maybe I'm amazed type of guitar solo. You know that Paul McCartney song? Yes. Maybe I'm amazed. It's got a great guitar melody into it. And I go, well, it kind of already is that then. He goes, yeah, but you gotta, you gotta try some other things. You gotta give it a shot. I'm like, I don't know what to do. What are you hearing? He goes, I don't know, just play. So I was just like, damn it, man, come on. <laughs> you know, I was like, dang, I was a little bit pissed off because I'm like, I don't know, I don't, I don't, this is in my head. This melody's in my, it's been in my head for a year. And it, but I just, I try, I just put my hand in a different place on the neck, 
and tried something mm-hmm. and he's like there you go you're getting somewhere keep going and, and eventually he pushed me he pushed the hell out of me <laughs> until i got a, a new melody which i will admit is actually stronger than my original one so yeah i and think that's... more sorry go ahead no 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 i was just going to say and that's the beauty of working with with a producer who squeezes everything out of you and then you actually end up being happier with your end product as well it's always good to learn something. I mean, when I was younger, I would go in the studio and thought I knew it all. I mean, when I was working with, with Hurricane, with Kelly Hansen, we had a producer that worked with Kiss. In fact, he, I think, was in the studio um, during Creatures of the Night, Michael James Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. What a small world, man. It's yeah, like so weird. <laughs> but he, uh, he was producing Hurricane, and I came into the band, and we wrote a, a record, and we're in the studio and I knew exactly what I wanted. I knew exactly how I wanted to sound. And Michael James Jackson was like, it's exactly how I don't want it to sound. Mm. And I'm like, I don't give a crap. This is what I do. This is how I'm doing it. You know, <laughs> wow. And years later on the kiss cruise, I saw random Michael James Jackson. And I said, Hey, I want to, I want to apologize because I was just a smart ass kid, you know, back then. And, and I, I really think you made a, a really great record. At the time, I didn't like the record as much as I thought I would because it was there were too many fingers in the in the in the sauce. Mm-hmm. But um, it's always good to learn, you know. I, I would give that advice: don't, like, don't feel threatened if somebody says, "I want you to try the same part but play it on a Telecaster through yeah. a right. JC one twenty. Now, didn't James Michael James Jackson? Didn't he just recently pass away? Hope not. I don't know. Oh man, I I, mm. I I think I might have saw something where Paul Stanley put out a tweet or something about oh. it. I'll have to look that up. But yeah, I, I hopefully well, I'm, I'm not I'm not. I, uh, I, I'll look sure it up after we're done. I, I that would be sad. I didn't know that. I saw it was. Um, I believe it was 2017 when I saw him. Oh wow! And, uh, you know, so who knows what you know? We've lost a lot of people in, during COVID stuff. So yeah. I hope it's not true, but. If it is true, um, God bless him, and I'm glad that that I was able to apologize for my. For <laughs> yeah, the, I'm not 100 percent on that. I'll have to check that. But um, you know, like with Ronnie James Dio and all these people that that you've surrounded yourself with, and it's just an amazing ladder. You know, it's just how how you were able to just climb and, and be able to be in this profession for such a long time. But but then at the it's same time. Purely- Pure you know, we, luck. It's, it's right. luck, man. Seriously. There's <laughs> yeah. guys, there's people that I know, guys and girls, there are people that um, are way more talented than me that, that don't get their, their fair shake of an opportunity. For some reason, I've been really lucky. You know, with, with that said, you know, then comes Glenn. And and he, that's just a monster, a mountain of talent and, and everything that yeah. he's he's done in his career. And, you know, preparing for this interview, we had to prepare some questions for Glenn. But I had a question I was going to ask Glenn, and I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll just turn this question into a question for you. And it was okay. about the 1974, the the California Jam, the, the Richie Blackmore incident where he's just going off the rails. <laughs> and I don't know if you've yeah. seen that footage where he's just, just demolishing his guitars and, and blowing up his amp and, and with pyro and, and just... <laughs> The band just kind of just keeps kind of going and just letting them go off, you know. And I yeah. did. Has Glenn ever talked to you about that? 
Yeah, I mean, he he said um, part of their their contract was that they were not supposed to play in the daylight. They were supposed to be at night. And um, he said that the show was was moving ahead of schedule somehow. Imagine that, you know, a festival moving ahead of schedule. (laughs) It's like doesn't happen. But uh, they they said to Purple, we we, you know we want you guys to go on. And Blackmore said, nope, no way, not going on. And they kept pushing him and pushing him and they were like kept bugging him about it and finally they did go on when it was dusk i guess and blackmore was just pissed i think he was he was upset he didn't you know very strong willed man very strong character yeah. and he was the he was the leader of the band so it was kind of falling on his shoulders um so that's one thing i remember that glenn said glenn also um it was just iconic that the way Glenn played and looked and sang on that show is just yeah. incredible. Yeah, yes, he's all in the white. The whole, you know, the outfit, his yeah. hair is just, you know, perfect for the seventies. You know, <laughs> I mean, he, he's he still is a really really good looking person. He's uh, he's always he's he's a very fashionistic person, and yes. he would tell you, I've done a, I've done hundreds of interviews with Glenn, so I can tell you. He he would say he got that from his father, hmm. his 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 uh, fashion sense, and um, like we would be on tour together, and he we'd go shopping or something, just go walk into a store, and he'd be like, oh Doug, those those boots, that, that's happening right now. That's gonna that you should you should do that. I'm like, dude, I don't I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can pull that off. Right. Know. It's like he, it's certain people can pull things off and then, and then others yeah. are like, eh, I don't know about those flowery uh, boots. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it, you know, so, but, but he's, he's, but then you, of course, six months later, you'd see all these people wearing those shoes. Right. But, um, he's just a freak of nature. I mean, the guy is, um, he's a gift to us all what he's yes. done in his career, especially, um, you know, he's his solo stuff is is very special, and once you get into Glenn and his solo stuff, uh, that's where that's where really I think his wheelhouse. He's like he's he's able to experiment with a few different styles and do stuff. With um, with Purple, he did that thing with with before that tra- trapeze. Um, that was very big part of his heart was playing with trapeze and touring in in the u.s and doing stuff prior to deep purple Mm -hmm. and then you know he's done black country communion which is an awesome band now he's done the dead daisies it's the first time he's worked with two guitar players i think really and um and one of the highlights for us is doing a couple of deep purple songs um we're doing uh we do mistreated and we do burn Mm -hmm. and uh david lowey plays some really killer inversions against what I'm playing and it's like a it's a big sound for, that is different than uh, I mean I played Mistreated with Whitesnake before and I played it with Glenn and this is a different thing and so Glenn sings it a little differently and it's really really cool I sure. hope um, people get a chance to come see us on this US run yeah. our, our viewers in the chat room has uh, did say that uh, Michael James Jackson did die in July um so he passed uh, from complications to COVID. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry to have to let you know that. Um, no, I mean, God bless him. And like I said, I'm glad that I was able to, to you know, at least apologize for my <laughs> ch- childish, childish behavior because I was, 
I didn't make it easy for him. And there was one story with Michael James Jackson that was really kind of funny. Um, to remember him, I'll tell you the story. He, we were in the studio and um, we we're cutting on um, two-inch tape. It wasn't Pro Tools or anything. Like now, if you something, if something happens to a, a song gets lost or something, you, there's always a backup. You, right. you can always get it back. But I think you know we were getting to the end of the session and we were doing guitar solos and starting to run out of tracks because we wanted to keep it down to 24 tracks, which is really 22 tracks because 24th track, I'm getting a little deep in the weeds again, but the 24th track would, it would have would have the synthy code on it, which would lock up to the mixer so you could, you know, you could do rides on the vocal or whatever. And every time you play the tape back, that code would show that, okay, the fader's got to be up there. Mm. And then the synthy code was kind of would bleed into the 23rd track. So 23rd track, didn't use it unless it was like something like a percussion, like something loud that would cut through without, you wouldn't really put a guitar in there. So we, we were kind of trying to clean some tracks or somebody was trying to clean some tracks and apparently one, one of my guitar solos got wiped. Like oh boy. They start, they'd, they'd start at the front of the song and they'd put it in record and it would come it would come through and then somebody was talking or whatever and somebody was to turn around and go, whoa, where's the guitar solo? Oh, ah, shoot. It's, it's, on that, it's on that track. So Ugh. he... So he and I were kind of like, you know, we, we, were, we were cool and everything, but we were, it was a little tension between yeah. us during the recording. And um, so he called, he said, hey, I want to, no, if you want to, can we, can we go out to have dinner tomorrow, tonight? And it happened to be a Friday night, I think, or something. And I was like, yeah, like, what do you, what do you want to do? Yell at me about something? <laughs> And he took me out and he was really not super nice, really nice. And we just had a, you know, we had a drink at the bar and then we went and sat down and we're getting, we're eating, we ordered dinner's coming. He goes, look, I, I, you know, and I was like, wow, I'm glad we're really like on a good way. This is cool. You know? And he goes, there's something I got to tell you. I'm like, and he goes, it's not great news. I'm like, okay, well, whatever it is, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll deal with it. He goes, I raced your solo for, I think it was called a song called let it slide. Uh, and I was like, I was like, I, that's okay. I can kind of remember it. Maybe we have a, and, a and he never mix. can never can do it the same way twice. <laughs> yeah, uh, once you have well, that magic had, on there, it's like, ugh. right. But we, the good thing is we had a, a rough mix on a cassette oh, with okay. that, with, with, with part of it or, or something. I forget. So it gave me the starting cause I forgot what I had done. Mm. I totally forgot. But I figured I would just, hey, man, it happens. These things happen. And so I went and redid the solo. But then we were, we were in a different place together. Because in, it would be like we were recording that album, that Hurricane album. It was 1989. And I'm just a kid, strong-headed kid. And he would like go, Doug, I've got you – know, the song sounds great. And we've got all your guitars there. It's all good. But I want you to – to play something with a, a 1957 Telecaster. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, ah, oh, man, that old piece of junk. <laughs> now, I, now I'd be like, are you kidding? I'm going to get to play something on a 57. I'd be like super into it. Sure. And yeah, I know, I, know, I know what you want, you know, but at the time I just like, come on, man, are you serious? He goes, oh, yeah, I want you to, you know, double this part with that clean sound. And I, I did it begrudgingly, but <laughs> I, you know, it was just, it was, he, it was hard work for him to get me to do that stuff. So, sure. God bless that kid. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now, you guys uh, on the last album, 
uh, I believe you guys went to France to record that, correct? Yeah. We went to the south of France. We recorded it. It was amazing. I mean, we were living in the studio, bonding together. Uh, We'd, you know, have breakfast and walk down the hall to the studio, and we'd work all day long. Then we'd go have a – they had chefs on the premises. They would cook for us. Wow. And these guys, these were French guys, and they knew how to cook anything. It was so good. So we we got that record done pretty quickly, and it was a good way for us to – you know, Ben set up the environment in a really productive way so that Glenn could feel comfortable. It was the first time him and David and, and Dean had worked together. So, but uh, this time we recorded in Los Angeles, it was a, a little more hectic. I mean, I'll be honest, it was, you know, we've still been dealing with, with uh, travel things. We couldn't go anywhere really at the beginning of the year and we were still dealing with all that stuff. So Ben said, look, I got, I've got two studios in Los Angeles here, so we, we can record here. And I've got, yeah. and he's got all this, he's got all his toys there and stuff. <laughs> so we did it, but we had to, you know, Glenn had to commute like an hour and a half every day. I had to commute maybe, it wasn't that bad, maybe 45 minutes. Um, but it was every day you go home and then it's like, okay, I'm not, instead of going to my room and playing guitar and just working on thinking about the songs, I go home and I got, my kids that want to have dinner and then I got to, you know, right. take, put them to bed and wake up and do breakfast and all that stuff. And then it, it takes you a little bit out of the zone. But in the end, the album turned out really good. Right? We just hope that people will enjoy it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think it's amazing that you probably, you know, like most of us start at, you know, where we're recording or just jam rehearsals and stuff. There's, you know, beer bottles and, and cigarettes, butts and ashtrays and, and cans all over the place. You go from that to chefs, giving, you know, <laughs> healthy cooking, you know, giving you food. And, and it's just amazing yeah. how you went from one extreme to the, to the other. And there's nothing but, um, you know, it, Congratulations it to, to you, be, man. You know, you, you worked you. hard. It, you, you've had a great career. And a lot of us fans, you know, we, we appreciate all that hard work. You know, I know there's a lot of social media out there. People, you know, talk a lot of shit online. But, you know, for the most part, all right. your beloved fans, you know, respect you. And, totally. and, and we are we are proud of you for all the hard work that you have put in, uh, for sure. I just want so. you well, to know that. Thank you, bro. I really appreciate that. Thanks to both of you. And um, yeah, I've just been, I've been, like I said, I've been very, very fortunate in my, in my years still playing guitar and being able to make a living and have a family, take care of a family. Um, and my priorities changed when I had kids, you know, so I'm, right. I do, I do know that it's very rare to be able to take care of a family on a musician's budget, but somehow uh, i've been able to do that but i will say um the uh the new album is going to be out what september 30th yeah i really i'm grateful to be on it i'm grateful for uh working with ben and and david and guy and glenn of course um so we want you guys to check it out you can check it out on spotify first and if you like it get the get the uh, vinyl because i've heard the vinyl and it sounds even bigger it's cool. really great there, there's no way people are not going to like this yeah. album. It's, it's incredible what I've heard so far. Go yeah. ahead. I'm going to read you a couple. Uh, there's people in the chat room that are watching the whole interview. We like to do our, our shows live without any editing. We just kind of go 
raw and um, get out there cool. and that way the fans can get in there and listen and listen in and, and ask questions and things like that uh, there's uh, uh, Denise Dossing uh, she says of course Doug is an amazing musician but I just have to say I swear he is aging backwards and then puts a smiley face <laughs> and puts dang that's, so that's uh, good that's, it's not I'm not I'm, thanks Denise it's probably just a filter or something because I am <laughs> I definitely look my age when you see me, but, um, you know, rock music, it keeps you young at heart. I feel like, I don't know, my skin doesn't feel that way, but my, in my heart, I feel like a kid still, Sure. you know, pick up the guitar. I, I got the guitar right here. It's with me. A, a guitar is with me all the time. Uh, this guitar, actually, I kind of retired this guitar. I I used this in Dio. It's a 1973 wow. Les Paul wow. Custom. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, I used it with Dio, and um, the last time I remember using it with him was um, the day that he was meeting with Tony Iommi to talk about doing some stuff together again, and that was like 2005. And Tony Iommi, somewhere here, scratched his initials in the back of this guitar. Oh. I can't really, I can't really see it because it's got so many dings and scratches, anyways. But I know where it is. Wow, but anyway, that's um, amazing. I, when I got in Whitesnake, I was using this guitar, and David loved it, but I started to feel like, I, I felt like it's kind of a little bit, looks like John Sykes or something, because mm. John Sykes had the, had a black custom, and so I retired it, and I just started using my gold tops the most, which was like the first good guitar I had when I was a kid, <laughs> and um, this is the first time I brought it back on the road. I was like, I thought, I'm just going to, I want to bring something different, and I took it to rehearsal and I brought it out and Brian Tissue was like, dude, that guitar's wicked, man. That's my that's so cool. I'm like, yeah, I kind of just, you know, haven't played it for a while, but it sounds incredible. It's, and you know, old piece of it's an old tree from nineteen from the seventies. Ah, it's so beautiful. Very cool. God, it's beautiful. Elizabeth right? English Talcott says, um, are they coming anywhere near Oklahoma on tour? Maybe Rock next year? Oh, that would be fantastic. I would love that. We, I played Rock Oklahoma once um, in Whitesnake, and it's such a great festival. It's even better now. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe, fingers crossed, that would be that would be really cool. Awesome. Definitely would be. You, well, got, you got anything else, Scott? Well, we're, we are just looking forward to you uh, on the road. We're looking forward to, to, to hearing the new album, and I hope that it goes well and everybody gets out and gets a copy of it. It was a pleasure talking to you, Doug. And, yes. Uh, all of you, like I said, all your hard work is paying off, and and uh, we are nothing but proud of you. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, guys, and I look forward to to getting back to Oklahoma, ASAP, because that's uh that's the heart of the country right there, right in the middle. Yep, and and this place this place loves you. You have a lot of fans in here, and we are fans as well. Thanks again for your time in the middle of the day. We we wish you well. Do send our well wishes to Glenn as well. We hope you. Of course, feels better. of course I will. And, uh, yeah, he will. He'll, he'll be okay. He's just, you know, singers, uh, and and Glenn is extremely, you know, he takes really good care of his voice. Somewhere he he picked up a bug, you know, and can't okay. help it. No, not at it's all. It's not, it's not COVID. He's got a he's got a little you know infection of some kind, but it, he'll get, he'll get through it. He's he went to the doctor yesterday, and Great. and he's a a very you know he's a strong man, so he'll be fine. Good cool. deal. Much love and appreciation, Doug. Thank you so much for joining right, us today guys. on Tulsa Music Stream. Have a great day. Thank you so much. All, All right. the best, guys. Thank you. You right. too. Thank you, buddy. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. 
What a nice guy. Yeah, that's cool. Guy, he's so down to earth. You know, it, like I said, it was, you know, you write down all these questions for, you know, you think you have a tandem of both of these musicians and you kind of have to weed through your uh, questions when you're, you know, to get a last minute um, cancellation. But, you know, I figured, you know, some of those questions could, could have, you know, he could have answered some of those on his own and, and yeah. just, you know, through his experiences and conversations that he's, that he's had with Glenn. So, you know, I, it, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was when we first started. It. No. And he's, and I knew from other interviews I've watched of him, he's so down to earth and so personable. I knew it was going to be a, a very easy, relaxed conversation. And I'm, I'm glad we got to talk about so many different elements with him. He's such a great guy. Again, guys, I'm going to, even though he's off the air, I'm going to put this up one more time. Go get this album. It, the three songs I have heard are mind blowing good. And I'm not just saying that because he was a guest. They are good. Go to the deaddaisies.com slash radiance dash album and pick it up. It is just fantastic. And we're, uh, we're just thrilled we got to talk to Doug. Doug Aldridge, yeah. amazing. Let's real quick uh, recap. Again, guys, sorry about last night. Technical issues happen sometimes uh, out of our control, but we are going to get Mark Kendall rescheduled. So be watching for that. Uh, we'll have that date hopefully very soon. Uh, next Wednesday, or I guess in a couple Wednesdays, uh, September 28th at 8 p.m., we have Troy Lakata from Tesla. That'll be episode 62. And then the following week on Thursday, October 6th, also at 8 p.m. Central, Anthony Quarter of Tora Tora, episode 63. And then we have episode 64 on Tuesday, October 11th at 8 p.m. Central with Steve Brown of Trickster. So we're getting to talk to a lot of really cool guys. And uh, it's just a fun, fun time to to be doing this. All yeah. these guys are really cool. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to all of them, and, and as well as um, the rescheduled of uh, Mark Kendall. Mark, yes, from Great White. Um, you know, there's so there were so many questions I want to ask him because you know I listened I listened to their first album, and it's been a while since I've actually listened to that first album, and it is killer mm. it's nothing nothing like the no. lady red lights and all that stuff that i mean this thing was like this heavy crunchy guitar riffs uh jack is just sings out of his mind he, i mean it just sounds so la <laughs> old school 84 heavy metal and mm. it's kick ass i mean it's nothing like that. It's, we've talked about that before on the show how a lot of bands just started so raw and heavy and and then it's just a natural progression as you get more popular uh, the, the people with the money behind you kind of polish you up and make you what they deem to be more marketable I, I say what they deem to be what is more marketable you know not everybody in the world embraces the heavy raw sound but some of us do so yeah and as yeah. far as Glenn he we you know we got the you know the email about him not being able to um, do any interviews at this moment. I guess he got sick yeah. and, and they had to cancel a show. So, I mean, you know, I, I was thinking, oh, poor Doug, he's just kind of stuck in, in his hotel room. <laughs> and he was like, oh, no, uh, you know, he's probably bored. That's why I, I don't want to stop this. I know. <laughs> I was tempted to push it, but, you know, he he had agreed to 30 minutes and gave us like 45 or closer to 50. <laughs> right. so, so that was super nice of him. But, but. yeah, uh, so... You know, ha had we 
uh, the whole Glenn thing was just a shocker, but yeah. you know, we thought, you know, we can still do this with, uh, Doug. I mean, Doug's a superstar mm-hmm. in his own right. So yeah. there was still plenty to talk about. Um, it was just, you know, when you prepare for something and then it just, you know, someone throws a monkey wrench in it and it's just kind of like, ah, oh, now what? And you, you know, yeah. you only have a few, uh, just a little bit of time to kind of, I don't know, I re- rethink right. it, rethink everything. So, yeah, um, great though. I was just kind of having to skip over questions that I had for Glenn. <laughs> I was like, ah, he doesn't want to talk about yeah. addiction and alcohol. You know? <laughs> you know, I almost asked Doug though, cause I was going to ask, I don't know if you guys have seen the 2014 quiet riot documentary. Um, this is when Frankie Benali was still alive. Uh, but there's a segment in there where Glenn, uh, talks in great detail about knowing and loving Kevin Dubrow and then the process of losing him and he gets very emotional and you can tell Glenn Hughes is a guy with a super big heart and uh, so I was going to ask him about that I thought about asking Doug you know being in this industry I'm sure all of those guys have lost uh, loved ones to addiction and I I was going to get into that with him but honestly it was probably best to just keep it more lighthearted and and Plus, I like talking about all the gear and music stuff. You know, he played the guitar that Tony Iommi initialed on that guitar. Crazy. You know, and, and, th- and think about it. I mean, they, they've done clap collaborations with uh, Tony on with some Dead Daisy stuff, mm-hmm. I believe. And I know that Glenn's got a, you know, a big history with them. I mean, we could have talked about Black Sabbath Forever. and all of this stuff. And, yeah. and just would have been really cool. But... um well, I got to go back to work. That's yeah. my problem. <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, Brian Kirk's in, in the nines in, hey, the, buddy. in the house. But uh, <laughs> Tony yeah, and Gina. I mean, it's just always uh, one one uh, surprise after another. It seems yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. But you know, this this was a good good rebound, and I I was excited about talking to Doug. I knew he was nice. I've watched a bunch of interviews with him over the last several days, so. Uh, the guy's incredible. Get on YouTube and look up Doug Aldridge and just see all the cool stuff he's done. The guy is amazing, and that was a treat to get to talk to him. So unless you have anything else to say, we'll go ahead and sign off and yeah. and tell these folks that we'll see them in a couple weeks. Yeah, we'll see you guys. Um, September 28th. That's sure. a Wednesday. Yeah. Troy Lakata from Unless Tesla. something else pops up, which is always possible. Always possible. <laughs> All right, guys, much love from Tulsa Music Stream. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Have a great day. Thanks for watching. Go eat. Bye.